Yo, what's up? It's J.D. McKissick from the Detroit Line, and you're listening to Blue Brothers Sportcast. All right, welcome back to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me is Brandon. Brandon. know what to ask what uh real tree or fake tree fake tree yeah that's right because i'm lazy and they're low maintenance (laughs) all all on board with that as right i know that's the main topic that people have been talking about recently and i'm all aboard the fake conversation so i'm a fraud i don't care yeah, I mean, we bought a fake one a while ago. We got it Black Friday, probably like oh, five years ago, something like that. We got like a really good deal on it. So instead of buying one every single year, you get a fake one and you have it for a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've actually never bought a tree because both of the ones that we've had were given to us. We had one uh, when we were first married and... I can't remember when it was, but somebody was like getting rid of one and they gave it to us um, before our first Christmas. And then uh, we had that for several years. And then my brother-in-law was getting rid of his and it was bigger than the one that we had. So we got rid of the one we had and took that one. So nice. That worked out well. And I thought there was something. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, wor- it works out well because my wife loves leaving the Christmas tree up and getting it up as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm usually the type of person where it's just like we don't set it up until Black Friday. Yeah. But this year we did it early because we were going to get it done and out of the way because we were going to be doing family pictures with somebody we knew the sat- the day after Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Christmas pictures and stuff. So my wife wanted to get it up beforehand, get it ready, like, you know, set up everything like she wanted to. So it was up early this year and then everybody got sick. And so we have no pictures. Yep. Basically. So that was a little unfortunate, but here we are and the tree looks like new because it is fake and not dead. So with that, um, yeah, we'll jump into things. Right. All right. Welcome to the preview episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We have one game to talk about this week. Uh, because the Lions are facing off about the Buccaneers and that... Well, no, actually, I apologize. We have two games. I forgot. We're talking about another game, but it's not happening this week. We're going to start with the Lions, and then we're going to jump into uh, where Michigan has landed for the bowl game. So, Brandon, I know that you want to take such a long time talking about this Lions game, so just don't go too long, Okay. Oh yeah, well, um, as you guys know, these have like this game against the Buccaneers has great playoff implications. 
the implication is that neither one of these teams is making it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's versus the Buccaneers at 1 p.m. on Fox. Um, you know, the Bucks are kind of like a middle-of-the-road team. They started off pretty bad. Um, you know, they can score some points. They have Jameis Winston. You know, he kind of sucks. He's kind of good. He's kind of in between. I mean, the guy's got 26 touchdowns and 23 interceptions, so you he tell also, me what he is. He also has free <laughs> crab legs. <laughs> ah! and, he eats, and he eats W's. <laughs> oh, God, you know, say what you want about the guy, I guess. Um, they're on a three-game win streak, so they've been hot lately. Um, they've got some playmakers. Um, their biggest one is Mike Evans. Uh, wide receiver. The, he's a huge dude, and he's just great receiver. Uh, he's got right now. He's got one thousand one hundred fifty-seven yards and eight touchdowns. But the big thing is, he's probably most likely done for the season, so we won't be seeing him. Uh, outside of him, they have Chris Godwin, who is leading the team in receiving. Uh, he's got a little over twelve hundred yards and nine touchdowns. So it was a nice step forward for him, and I believe it's his third season, something like that, but out of Penn State. Yes, um, I wanted to pick him up in uh, fantasy in our keeper league because I thought he was going to turn out well, and yeah, he, it's his second or third year out of Penn State. Yeah, I remember you were eyeing him in our in the second round of our keeper league draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of him... They've got Ronald Jones, running back. Not much. I mean, he got he's got over 500 yards and five touchdowns. He kind of splits time with um, Peyton Barber, who's got right around, I believe, 400 yards. Um, they have a hard time running the ball, basically. <laughs> Pretty similar to Lions. You know, they got two good receivers. Uh, questionable running game. Uh, they do have a really good tight end in O.J. Howard, but for some reason they just refuse to throw him the ball. Uh, believe me, I know I have him on my keeper league team. so <laughs> He's been very disappointing. Last year he was like just blowing up, and then he got hurt, and he was out for like half the season. Uh, they got Bruce Arians in there now as a coach, great coach, but for some reason he just doesn't – he uses tight ends to block. And, you know, Howard's a great blocker as well, but he's such a good receiver, and especially, like, after the catch. I don't. I wish they would do more with him. Uh, you know, on a defense, they have Shaquille Barrett. He's He has 15 sacks this season. Man. So he's tearing it up. Um, so expect to see him coming in and giving Blau some headaches. Um uh, Levante David is the leading tackler on the team. He's got 96 tackles. Uh, he's a good athletic um, linebacker, young linebacker. Um, yeah, pretty good dynamic player. He's got good speed. He's got strength, all that. Uh, another guy who's a, a leader on the team is Sean Murphy Bunting. He is a rookie from Central Michigan uh, and a guy that, I wanted the Lions to look at in the draft in the second round. He was actually taken before the Lions could pick. Not sure if he was on their board, but 
you know, I saw him in a few games at Central, and I saw him on the Combine, and I thought he had some ability, but kind of showing that he's got two interceptions right now. So another guy to keep an eye on. And the last guy to keep an eye on is Ndamukong Sue. <laughs> Who's former that guy? Lion. Yeah, former Lion, kind of in the twilight of his career. He really hasn't done much this year. Uh, he didn't really do all that much for the Rams last year, so kind of winding it down, I guess. Uh, anything you want to add? Yeah. Um, about that right there. Things seem to be moving in a semi-positive direction for the Buccaneers, as you said, that they're on that win streak, and the Lions are on that L streak. Oh, yeah. Riding so, the lose train. Yep. But uh, but if there's one team that's going to find something to do to mess up their draft stock, I believe it's the Lions. <laughs> And like I said, you never know what Jameis Winston he could come out and throw five touchdowns, come out and throw five interceptions, and neither one of them would have surprised me. Yeah. I mean, how, how Lion-esque would it be for them to go out and kill somebody's winning streak and, you know, mess up their draft <laughs> position? <laughs> well, I already said, was it a few weeks ago, that they'll probably win like their last two, three games. And just um, drop about five spots in a draft. Yeah, you did mention that. So we'll see. We shall see. Time will tell. They are a three and a half point underdog at home against the Buccaneers with the over under of 47 and a half. So some points are supposed to be scored. Yes. Yes. Uh, any, anything else or? No, that's pretty much all I've got. Short and sweet. All right. On to couch football. Yeah. All right. Change up your attitude and change up your drawers. It's bowel season. How's that for a transition? <laughs> I have no oh, idea where that man. came from. That just kind of like came out of nowhere. So, yes, it is. It is bowl season. <laughs> Almost. Football. Football. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what we're we're here to talk about your bowels. Um. <laughs> But more specifically, Michigan's foot bowl. I, now I'm having to think about what I'm saying. Their bowl game. There we go. Let's do that. Because now I'm stuck between football, football, and football. Um, so they have amazingly been chosen to face off against the SEC once again. And this year they get to go to the Citrus Bowl and face a team that they haven't seen since 2012 in the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yay. 
Um, so to just start things off, we get to bring back, because usually this is a part of our recap episodes, but for our preview episode, we have been uh, fortunate to be able to say that we have a Sounds with Steven segment. So we're going to play his voicemail here for you. So, hey, it's Stephen Brown. I'm going to get right to it. So, so Michigan <laughs> Michigan got Alabama. Oh, man. Here's the thing. I, I, You know, I'm on Twitter, and I'm seeing Michigan fans saying, well, we want Alabama. First of all, don't put we in it. That's y'all. You and y'all. And, and here's another thing. Some fans, I'm not going to call the names, saying, well, Michigan should, I mean, Michigan fans should root for the team and not be afraid of Alabama. These are the same fans who, who want Bama to sit most of their players. So Michigan can have a chance to win the game. I'm not against Alabama sitting their players. I'm not rooting for Alabama sitting their players. I'm rooting for Alabama and Michigan not playing at all. Now, you, um, can y'all imagine Henry Ruggs the third? Excuse me, Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith up against Brad Hawkins and Josh Metellus. Okay, like just picture that visual in your head, man. And then you got Najee Harris. A guy who should have been in Michigan. He made the right choice, to be honest. One on one with Khalid Hudson. Oh my goodness! Do y'all know what's going to happen to that dude? Y'all know what's going to happen to Khalid Hudson if he's one on one with Najee Harris? Anybody? Anybody? Do y'all know what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like this is. Oh man. Oh man. I'm. I'm not afraid of any. I mean, I'm. Maybe this is what get done, gets Don Brown fired because if they play, if Bama plays their starters. They're going to beat Michigan by 40 points if Michigan plays the starters, which they look like they will. <clears throat> that's the that's bad part. Michigan is actually playing its starters. You know, Ben Bredesen, he's a captain. Uh, Carlo Kemp and, and Khalid freaking Hudson. I don't even like saying his name. Man, like, I, you know, I, I don't like this game, y'all. I don't. It's not that I'm scared. I just – we saw Michigan this year, three of its four best opponents they lost to. They lost to him. So what makes you th- – Bama is on another planet, man. Period. Everything. Coaching, talent, mentality, everything. And Michigan fans have the audacity to say, well, if you don't root for Michigan um, to, to play Bama, then you're not a real Michigan fan. But you but you want Bama to sit their starters. Bama can sit a lot of his starters and still beat Michigan. You heard of Jalen Waddle, haven't you? Tyrell Savers, if you don't know who that is, you better get used to him. He's going to be a starter next year. He's got like 6'5", he's a wide receiver. That backup running back is better than our starting running back. Like, like, <clears throat> I, I hope Michigan fans are happy. And I hope Bama plays. I, I hope this gets Don Brown out the door, but I hope Michigan fans are happy. <clears throat> so I'm a little under the weather, man, but this is ridiculous, man. Bama, man, I don't know. Y'all, y'all tell, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm listen. What y'all got to say about it? Because uh, I'm scared, man. All right. Sounds with Steven. <laughs> Animated as always. <laughs> yes. Always fantastic. So, uh, Brandon, do you want to start or? Um, no. I mean, <laughs> you know, I saw the same stuff he was seeing too. Everybody's like, oh, we want Bama. We can take Bama. And like he said, don't put a we in front of that. You guys want that. I don't want to see that. And like, I remember texting you and a couple of our other friends, it's like, why does everybody want Michigan to take on Alabama? Did they not learn enough playing Ohio State? I 
don't know. I mean, I understand They're on a completely different level. And like he said, those receivers against Hawkins and um, Metellus. Mm-hmm. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it might get ugly. Not might. It's it's probably gonna be ugly. Yes, I'm I'm absolutely on board. Like I mean whatever i mean i'll say it. i'll root for michigan but it's just like that's the same thing like i was gonna say i'll root for michigan against ohio state but i'm still prepared for them to lose doesn't yeah doesn't change the fact that i think that they're gonna lose um <laughs> it's the people who want this game are the like the bowl selection group and everything i mean it's it's got you know, two of the biggest names in college football, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, who have not faced off yet. And then you've also got Najee Harris, who was going to go to Michigan, but then went to Alabama instead. And you've also got Josh Gaddis, who worked at Alabama last year and now is working at Michigan. Um, I mean, that's just like the tip of it. And you've got all the other stuff. And you've got some fans wanting it. And I'm just, I mean, it is what it is. I did not. <laughs> you know what it is? It's professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's set up all these storylines. Have those go at each other. Let's not think about, you know, if people actually want to watch this, but. Oh, let's try to build up the suspense and everything. You know, the coach standoff with Gaddis being from Alabama and everything. It's like. You do realize this game is just going to be incredibly one-sided. And, you know, like Steven said, even if they do set out their starters, it's still going to be one-sided. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's uh, ab- absolute. It's uh, it just does not. I, I am honestly surprised at how low Alabama is. I mean, what, they're missing their quarterback? Am I missing something here? Are they missing someone else? But they're mainly just missing the quarterback, right? That's it, yeah. So I don't understand, okay, they have two losses during the regular season the first time since, I don't even know what, 2012 maybe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's just like I, they're 13 in the playoff rankings. Michigan is 14. So, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense that they're close and everything. But still, it's just like other two-loss teams are in front of them. They've got Utah, Penn State, Florida. Baylor, Oregon, Georgia. I mean, there's a couple in there that'd be like, okay, I can see why you're putting them ahead. But then at the same time, I'm just like, what? No, like Alabama's better than these teams. You're telling me that Penn State, Utah, Florida are better than Alabama? Like, I don't, I don't know where they're getting some of this. But anyways, this it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not excited about it. You're not excited about it. a lot of people aren't excited about it, and it's um, but it's getting that na- it gets the national attention. And like you were comparing it to wrestling, it's just like, yeah, you have all these storylines, but it's just like it doesn't mean it's going to prove to be a good fight. And honestly, I kind of feel like the spread for right now, which is I think just a seven point spread or six and a half or something kind of crazy ridiculous. Yeah, Michigan is uh, Bama is favored by seven points right now, or the earliest predictions that came out and everything. It's like is that a joke? Like, <laughs> are they are they really trying to like mess with people here or something? Because that that doesn't make sense. Oh, not at all. Like, are they trying to say that Alabama's backup is just terrible? Uh, he, because I he, gotta believe he's just as good as Shea Patterson. Yeah, he's not. 
he's not that bad that it would put them in that position. And so Alabama lost to LSU and Auburn. And now, granted, their schedule wasn't exactly like the the most amazing schedule and everything, but that that doesn't make it like that's a, so it's essentially. I don't know. I feel like there's Alabama who's played two good teams uh, compared to the rest of their schedule, and they lost those two games. Um, and people are just like, oh, my gosh, they're terrible. But then you've got the same group of people talking about Clemson, and Clemson's played nobody but blown everybody out of the water. And they're like, oh, my gosh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, if you have Clemson play some of the same teams, like you might have some of the same outcomes. I don't know. I'm kind of getting a little bit off track, but I don't, I don't know. I don't get the excitement. Like most of the people that I've, that we've talked to, I've talked to are not exactly very excited about it. I mean, if, if I was going to go to a bowl game, a Michigan bowl game where I was just like, okay, you want to go to a bowl game, good location. And you want to go to one that you believe that they're going to win. This would be like the last one that I would have picked out of. I don't even know how many years. (laughs) To be like, let's go to the Citrus Bowl when they're going to play Alabama. So, and just to make you guys feel nice, warm, and fuzzy inside. So, both teams are coming off of losses. Michigan lost badly to Ohio State um, at home. And Alabama lost on the road at Auburn. A close game, 48-45. And Auburn's a pretty decent team. And... The last time that Alabama has lost two games in a row was back in 2013. First of all, this team is not known for losing. And second of all, they are not known for losing two games back-to-back. So I don't know where anyone is getting any vote of confidence in this. Right. Anywhere. I mean, the the only thing, the first thing I said to you when we were texting about this was just like, well, maybe they're going to sit a lot. I'm not, I'm not saying I want them to, but I'm just saying if Michigan has like any chance of being like in this game and making it a fight as we've been essentially uh, calling it right now is mm-hmm. if Alabama players choose to sit for the draft. That is, that's, that's it. That's all you got. Well, think about this, too, speaking of the draft. Um, for anybody that thinks that Michigan really has a chance in this game, uh, Alabama's probably going to have right around 10 guys draft, drafted just in the first two rounds. Yeah. How many is Michigan going to have in the first two rounds? Donovan Peoples-Jones in the second round, if he decides to go out? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Like, they don't – Michigan doesn't have the talent that Alabama has. They don't have the coaching that Alabama has. They don't have, um, you know, the recent success that gives them confidence that Alabama has. (laughs) Here's the thing, too. How about this? What what happened after the Ohio State game? What was the dialogue after the Ohio State game? Talent gap. Mm-hmm. Are you seriously wanting to tell me that people think that the talent gap is smaller between Michigan and Alabama than it is between <laughs> Michigan and Ohio State? Like, did, did people take the Urban Meyer, you know, for memory loss pill and forget, like, a week ago when they were just talking about the talent gap 
between Michigan and Ohio State, and now they're just like, there's no talent gap. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I like what? Honestly, like what? <laughs> yeah, I I don't get it. So I mean, hey, it it is what it is. It's a bowl game. I mean, this is. I'll watch it. I will root for Michigan. Um, and and I'm on the same page. Uh, I can't remember if you said something, Brandon. I'm on the same page with uh, Stephen, where it's just like this might be the thing where it's just like, hey, Don Brown, you got to do something. I'm not. I'm not saying that they they've got to win the game, but it's just like, hey, you know, essentially, pe- uh, teams have been making your defense look like a gimmick. And so either you are actually going to do something to prove otherwise, or this is going to be like, Hey, it's not looking good. Yeah. And I can probably tell you what's going to happen. He's going to be on the sideline with a grumpy look on his face. And it's just going to be like one long sustained fart. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just like against Wisconsin, just like against Ohio state. Yeah. So I don't expect anything different. Yeah. But like you said, I'll be rooting for them, but fairly sure they're going to lose and lose bad. Yeah. It's uh ugh. the uh over under is uh for 58 right now. They've got um gosh, honestly, they're giving Michigan better odds than I I mean, of course, like this is like football power index or whatever. I don't know. They're number crunching stuff, but essentially Alabama is at 70%. Michigan's got at 30%. Um, that seems generous as well. Um, Michigan finished the regular season with two wins against teams in the final poll. Um, Iowa and Notre Dame. And of course those two games are not exactly very big. Uh, but Alabama actually finished with zero wins over any in the top 25 because they lost then against uh, the ranked teams, which were Auburn and LSU. But that mm-hmm. doesn't really that doesn't really tell you a whole lot because, I mean, we've talked about how the SEC has kind of been overrated and they don't exactly always have a ton of good teams that's really kind of top heavy and things like that. So yeah. And they play community colleges late in the season. Yep. And so again, you know, sure. You can look at that and just look at it for what it is and be like, Ooh, look, Michigan's be being some top 25 teams. So what, I mean, what, what's Auburn like Auburn's a top 10 team, I think. And Alabama lost on the road by three points. And then Michigan mm-hmm. arguably is playing played one of the top two teams in the country at home, but then completely got blown out of the water. So, oh, I'm sorry, Auburn's top twelve because they're just one spot in front of Alabama. Anyways, so I I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure, you can do all this stuff. There's like you said, there's all these stories and everything. Cool, great, but I don't know. Whatever. Again, this is so. This is like just an early discussion preview thoughts. Um, it's probably not going to change a whole lot between now and the actual uh, preview <laughs> episode we do because let's see. The game is on is the 2020 citrus bowl on the first Wednesday, January 1st at one o'clock. 
at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Coverage will be on ABC. And DEF, my life. (laughs) (laughs) Said every Michigan football fan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, uh, hey, I'm not going to knock anybody. I mean, if you if somebody wants to get excited, cool. I'm I am with Stephen though too, where it's just like you can say we all day long, but it's only coming out of your mouth. It's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it over here, and I haven't heard anybody else uh, in hearing distance verbally say it. So, Ugh. I mean, because yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, just like put it in perspective. So, yes, Michigan lost against Ohio State, one of the top ten, uh, top teams in the country, top two teams. And then Michigan lost a close game against Penn State. They got blown out by Wisconsin, which Wisconsin, I believe, is still eighth in the country. Um, so w- Michigan got embarrassed by Wisconsin, which is not a playoff team, which is ranked eighth. They look terrible against. And now they're facing off against Alabama, which people were saying was still kind of potentially on the brink. You know, is there a way that they could get in kind of a thing? Like, yeah, it was a playoff contending team. Wisconsin was not really there earlier on, maybe, but not ever really there. If they had won against Ohio State in the uh, in the Big Ten championship game, I mean, yeah, who knows where it would go. But still, it's just like there was more talk about Alabama getting in a playoff than Wisconsin. Let's say it that way. And so then somehow everybody, everybody's getting amnesia. It's like, oh, Michigan's going to have a great game. This will be interesting. It'll be so amazing when Jim Harbaugh gets to get a signature win against the infamous Nick Saban. But I want to know what <laughs> pot they're smoking because I don't know how good you can feel about that without being on drugs. <laughs> so. Oh, man. There you go. There you go, yeah. Steven. I hope you enjoyed that one. So, yeah. I, I'm, there's not really a whole lot more to say at this time, I don't think. What uh, What about yourself, Brandon? I don't really have much else to say. I mean, right there with you. Right there with Steven. <laughs> We're all in the same boat here. Yes. Predictions? Oh, yes. Predictions. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot. Pain. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> suffering. Predictions. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll get into the predictions. And we have uh, the one game that we will be talking about is the Lions playing at home against the Buccaneers. Uh, reminder, it is uh, the Lions are three and a half point underdogs. And the over under is 47 and a half. Brandon, you get to start things out. I think the Buccaneers are going to win 21 to 13. All right. Uh, I am pretty close there with you. I'm thinking that the Buccaneers will win and I will go with uh, 24 to 16. Rock. So get Prater out there and kick in the ball round. Prater time. 
Raider time. Yeah. So uh, there are, I mean, there is a college football game this weekend with um, the Army Navy game. Army Navy. Army Navy. Uh, but so that I can actually have some sort of selection, I'm actually going to pick an NFL game as well this week. But I will let Brandon start. <laughs> so, Brandon, what is your lock of the week? I am taking the Vikings as a two and a half point favorite over the Chargers. Okay. All right. I will go ahead. I, I hate putting my faith in NFL teams, but I feel like the Packers have been doing well enough. They're playing at home. I'm thinking that I will take the Packers covering four and a half against the Bears. Yeah. I am not a, not a bad shot. I am softly locking that. It's like a bicycle lock, not like a padlock, or not a huge, like, ka-chunk lock. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that, that little adventure goes there. Let me type that down so I don't forget that. And we'll see who how that goes. I need to try to maintain my lead. But uh, then, and since there's no college game, there's not really a question of the week for you, is there? Uh, nope. I really didn't think of anything that could really pertain. So that just leaves you with uh, the Lions question of the week. Yeah, and I got Will Kenny Galladay go over um, 100 yards receiving. Now let's do a simple yes or no on that. Okay. Brandon. And I am going to say no. Uh, well, there's not going to be any important difference here because I'm also going to go with no because Blau has been has shown some, some stiff, but I don't think that... Uh, actually, was it him? Or... Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm blanking on the uh, backup. Driscoll. Driscoll. Thank you. One of uh, no, I think it was Driscoll when he was playing. Like him, he and Galladay never really connected that much. Uh, not too much. Which um, just... Galladay had uh, over 100 yards in the Thanksgiving game from Blau. He had 65 or something like that last week. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no though. S- yeah, something like 58, 58 yards last week and a touchdown. No dice, man. No dice. Dice. So, all right. Well, there you have it. Lions. Biggest question mark from Lions is how will their draft draft stock be affected by this weekend? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we'll be talking more about uh, bowl season. Kind of with college football coming up, uh, might might talk a little bit about the uh, where the Big Ten teams landed and things like that. But then we'll do our normal stuff for the Lions games, and then of course Michigan's final game of the 2019 season. 
and all that fun stuff. So it is the holiday season. We hope you guys uh, stay safe, stay warm. Know that traveling is going to be coming up if people actually haven't already started. I feel like it's a little bit early, but we're getting into kind of the last weeks uh, that a lot of places kind of have their offices open. So people will probably be hitting the road. Hope you guys have fun with it. And yeah, I think we good. We good. We're good. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Oh, uh, reminder: the bowl pick'em. Uh, the first bowl game is the twentieth, which Brandon has the memory of an elephant, and is <laughs> indeed the Bahamas Bowl. Yes. So, uh, if you are interested in doing the bowl pick'em, that will be uh, you need to do that sometime before the twentieth, obviously, because once the first one starts, it shuts down. And are we doing? Uh, are we doing a prize with the bowl pick'em? Um. Probably. Yeah, we did a prize. Something. We did a prize for the um, college prediction stuff, right? Yes, and congratulations to Dennis. He was our winner of that. Uh, he got a twenty-five dollar gift card to the M Den. That's right. See, we hold we hold these uh, awesome things, and we do giveaways, and we don't tell anybody about them until we're done. <laughs> that's that's how we hype things up <laughs> for your health we say nothing until it's done and over with and be like oh by the way did you know if you did this free no 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 charge nothing play for free and you could win a 20 dollar gift card exactly because we we know marketing so well mm-hmm. brilliant for sure so All right, good stuff. Well, uh, yeah, as we were saying, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, go blue. Bowel season. (laughs) (laughs) Bowel. I couldn't even get that out. (laughs) 